Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it is great to have you here with us today. As I often say, we are in the people business, meaning that our primary product is the people that are sat in our chair and the services we offer to make our clients happy. But from the salon owner's perspective, we're also in the people business in that Our people, meaning our team, are our product and arguably our most important asset. The human resource or HR regulation around employees varies from country to country. But no matter where you're listening to this podcast, there's almost definitely more complexities around managing your team today than there was, say, five years ago. And managing those complexities takes time and time is money. So my guest on today's podcast has developed a software solution that takes away the pain and makes the HR component not just so much easier to manage, but also extremely professional in the process. My guest on today's podcast is Ian Egerton, who is a hairdresser, salon owner, and the founder of Loop HR Salon Software. And in today's podcast, we'll discuss the role of HR in a successful salon, the benefits of getting more organized, systemized, and automated when it comes to HR, and so much more. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Ian. Hi, Anthony. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. I'm really looking forward to this, Ian, because I know you've got an awful lot to share with our audience. Uh, So before we dig in, can we just start off? Can I get you to do what I ask most of my guests to do, which is pretty much to introduce themselves? So, you know, who is Ian Egerton? Give us your sort of, you know, two or three minute backstory of uh, how you found your way into this industry and what exactly is it that you do these days? Okay, so um, I started way back at 15 working as a Saturday boy in the salon uh, in my little town. And by the time I was 22, I owned my first salon. That was a partnership at 27 that went peep tong. Uh, So I decided to uh, sell my house and uh, leave the UK when traveling for six months. Six months turned into 10 years, spent uh, most of that time living in Bermuda. And um, I was specializing in Afro hair, which was uh, something that I was totally, totally passionate about and really loved. Um, But when I came back to the UK in around 2001, I uh, left the salon floor and started a consultancy business. And my goal was to work with salon owners and help them put structures in place. Um, Of course, uh, I returned. I didn't know anybody. And it took quite a while to get stuff off the ground. In the meantime, I bought a salon. And uh, eventually, um, you know, driving all over the UK, helping people was uh, was becoming exhausting. So I developed software to help people. And that's now in its third iteration. Um, along the way, I uh, was involved in the National Hair and Beauty Federation in the UK. And then um, 
somewhere along the line, I became vice president and then president, which I am still currently. Um, but I'm at the end of my term. So, uh, yeah, the industry has been full and beautiful for me. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, you've covered lots of things. Uh and and you glossed over a sort of a lost ten years there pretty quickly in Bermuda. Um, I've always had this impression in the time that I've known you that you're really organised and really efficient and really you know structured in your thinking, etc. But before we started recording, you, you were telling me that actually it hasn't always been like that, and that a lot of, you know, that 10 years in Bermuda and then when you came back to the UK and opened up your own business, is that you were anything but, you know, organised and efficient and structured in your thinking. And so, you know, you spent a lot of time becoming that person. So so, so talk to us about that. So um, when I was, um, when I was first in business, uh, it, a, a lot of things just fell into place quite easily. Um, when it went a little bit wrong, um, I, I then had the opportunity, as I say, to travel. But in Bermuda, somewhere in, in the sort of in my early 30s, I really got very excited about personal development. So, I mean, first of all, let's just back up a bit. I was drinking a lot, partying like crazy, doing stuff that hairdressers do. I was having an amazing, I mean, what not to love about living in Bermuda. Mm. Plus, I was earning great money. So, but I decided that, you know, there needs to be, I need to put something in place to help me move forward. I became the manager of the salon and they bought another salon and I needed, I needed ways within which I could work. So I studied business, I studied personal development and I studied spiritual development. Um, I also worked out, I became a triathlete. Um, so I did lots of things on a discipline point of view. And to be perfectly honest, that was the, the turning point. In fact, the real turning point was when I was on a plane in New York, flying back to Bermuda. And uh, I had a book in my bag that uh, I'd been um, hoping to read at some point. And it's, it was Think and Grow Rich. Now, many people have read the book. It's, a, it's an old book. Um, but it really got my thinking different not only about money, my relationship with it, but the process, the process of business, the process of, of growing, yeah, growing your business, growing your life, making positive changes. So that's really where the structure started to kick in. Um, and I guess the returning to the UK, although extremely naive in my part, because I came back in the, in the say in 2001, and um, bought a car and bought a phone. I had nobody to call and nowhere to go simply because I'd been gone for a decade yeah, yeah. Uh, or more. So, um, you know, this learning was amazing. And I guess the naivety of business allowed me to, uh, to step into this world. Um, and I was, I was then charged with helping other people. So I was forced to be disciplined. Yeah. I was forced to provide structure. That's really interesting. I, I didn't know that you were a triathlete. I didn't know that you had that background. And, and as you said, you sort of, that was a bit of the trifecta. You said you studied business, you studied personal development, you studied spiritual development. And often when you hear people talk about, often when they talk about the martial arts, so they, 
They talk about the discipline that they get from the martial arts and how it, you know, infiltrates other areas of their life. And so uh, I read that book too as a very young man, you know, thinking grow rich. And and I suppose, yeah, in many ways it had a similar um, impact on me. So you then start this business and what you realize is that the infrastructure that you need to be successful in business wasn't there, that there needed to be infrastructure, there needed to be systems, there needed to be a way of doing things, just like there is in terms of being a triathlete. There's a way of doing things. There's a there's systems, there's processes you have to follow if you want to do it. So how did that sort of impact on your you know, early business development stages as a salon owner? So I think um, I've, I learned quite early on that the fastest route to market is to look at other successful people. And it's either study, learn, or hire somebody to help you. Um, so, you know, with this, with this combination, um, I was rapidly putting things in place. The salon I bought was losing hemorrhaging an awful lot of money every year. And the reason that I bought it is I wanted to prove that the structures and the systems that I was putting into other people's salons actually worked. So, you know, we went from losing 80,000 pounds a year, which it was doing, it's a big salon. Um, and uh, it was in a part of London that was not very fashionable back then. So London Bridge, I still own the salon, I still have a great team of people and thank God we've survived uh, the last two and a half years. But, you know, it's uh, it is only it is only having the structures in place and a clear vision about what it is that you want to achieve in life that you will succeed. I believe certainly for somebody like me who has a butterfly mind and I sort of go off and go, I mean, most. Uh, sorry, but most blokes tend to be like that. Um, you know, we very often uh, can be distracted quite easily. So I need to focus on, on stuff. And that's how how structure came about. I, I never intended to develop software. That was not, I didn't wake up one day and go, oh my God, I'm going to throw hundreds of thousands of pounds down a big deep hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just sort of evolved. Yeah. And, um, you know, as uh, as a lot of us do in business, we the reason the reason that we pivot is, is because we've hit a wall or because something is really hard. But the reason we're successful is because we do not give up. You know, the, it, there is knowing when to walk away is different than giving up mm. too easily. Yeah, very good. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, um, you've touched on this, the software side of things, and that is the, the the sort of hub of what I want to talk about with you today. Because when I first saw this uh, software program that you've been working on for years, and then you know bit by bit you you refined it and perfected it and brought it out to market, and that's what I wanted to focus on with you know most of this podcast. But please feel free to jump around as as much as you want. Um, so just to give it a name, I know it's called Loop um, HR. Why did you call it Loop, by the way? Uh, because I couldn't think of anything else. Okay, that'll do then. So Loop it is. <laughs> so I had, I had okay, it, the, the story is, is that I had a, uh, a small working group of people uh, to help me rebrand 
and relaunched the product. So the the backstory of the software is that there have been three iterations of it. When I say an iteration, that means I've changed developers. I've completely written off one product Mm -hmm. and rewritten it and started again. And I'm on my third time for doing that. Trust me, I won't do that again. But that's because I've been really, really clear on what I want the product to do. And I've got a really good team of people working with me. Um, So previously, um, when, um, when you're working your way through and understanding what you want to achieve in business, we, our salons evolve, our businesses evolve, my software has evolved. Um, and, uh, so we're now at a stage where, um, where it will do a lot more loop came about because the working group that, that we had, one of the items on the agenda was, uh, the name the rebrand. And um, uh, it wasn't just half an hour that we spent on it, but eventually we came with Loop because it was about keeping team members in the loop. It was about keeping everybody in the loop about what is going on within your salon. Oh, that's good. That's fascinating. Now, when we talk about software in the hairdressing industry, I think there's a uh, there's an assumption that software is going to be either about financial, so it's going to be you know either an accounting package or maybe your point of sale tool uh, at the front desk, or that software is going to be about marketing um, or social media. And Loop HR is not really directly about financial, although there's a financial component to it, and it's not really about marketing. Uh, it's about HR or the human resource side of the hairdressing industry. And I often think that that's a part that's often sort of taken for granted and uh, not particularly well-structured, automated, or efficient. Why did you decide to, you said you were really clear about what you wanted Loop to do. Why did you decide that there was a need to develop something that was specific for the HR side of running a small business, specifically a hair and beauty business? So when I was working as a consultant, uh, I would go into a salon and um, and we would do, uh, I, there would always be some pre-questions before I went in and people would, uh, people would have a clear idea on what was going to happen when I went in, into the salon. Um, and so through my exploratory questioning over the phone, as it was in those days, prior to driving to the, to the salon, um, that gave me a clear idea of what somebody's needs were in business. And every single, without fail, every single salon that I worked with lacked most of the tools which are required to run a small business legally. So that would be things like contracts of employment, treatment protocols, employee handbooks, um, you know, policies on, uh, well, nowadays it would be social media, but even basic things like holidays and such like that. The processes people use to communicate to their team were uh, poor, you know, often poor at least, um, and everything was paper. So everything, and I used to print things out People would pay me. I would print them out. I would take them. They'd all be bound and beautiful and they'd be presented. And next time I went back three months later, they were still in that beautifully bound folder 
that I'd given to them because they hadn't used them and communicated those tools with their team. So um, that was uh, that was really where I understood the need of what it was. People didn't like Excel uh, to work out and forecast and do calculations. Mm. So I needed to find a way to do that easy. So if we were to break down the components of what the software looks like, um, you have um, uh, you have the basic structure. If you imagine a filing cabinet and you've got your employee uh, profile, you onboard a team member, and all of your documents would be pre-uploaded into Loop, which are then automatically uh, issued to the employee as they're onboarded into the company and onto your Loop HR uh, salon system. Um, so the employee would then have access to your policies, procedures, their contract, which can be signed digitally within Loop. Um, then uh, you would do your scheduling for the team member so that they knew when they were supposed to be working. Uh, you would set your targets within Loop. Now, one of the things that I did spend a very, very long time, and I still study, is remuneration. Incentivizing people to do stuff that they're trying to do, but how can we get them to do more of it or how can we get them to do better? Whether you're incentivizing people to, um, to rebook, whether you're incentivizing people to have better client retention, whether you're incentivizing them to achieve their goals, their targets. We need to be very specific about what it is that, that we're targeting the mind on. And um, you know what, what I wanted to do within, within software, particularly because younger generations, they expect to be able to access this sort of information. Um, they may not necessarily be the most technologically savvy uh, audience, but if you make something simple enough, and at the end of the day, that's what we try very, very hard to do. Even yesterday, um, we updated just a little tiny widget within the employee dashboard to make it easier for the uh, team members to be able to understand their goals and what it is that they've achieved. So we break stuff down uh, within the software um, into, uh, into bite-sized pieces. We focus on, uh, on whichever element somebody wants to work on. You can't do everything all at once. The system does a shed load of stuff. But if we simplified it and said, at the end of the day, what we want to do is to have a piece of kit that's going to manage all those time-consuming jobs. So you, I want to set it up. So my own salon, with my own team, I want to make sure that systems are in place so that I know where people are, people know where they are. Um, they can easily make a holiday request. They can see how many hours or days they've got left of holiday allowance. Um, they can make a sick notification should it be uh, necessary to do. The sick notification uh, sits within the system. It feeds through to the schedules. It sits on the employee profile. It goes through to the payroll function within Loop. So everything, I don't need to make notes. I don't need to write stuff down. Managers don't need to track these things. Everything feeds through automatically. 
and the data is stored securely. I'm very, very fortunate when we started to develop Loop in that GDPR, uh, this, um, uh, oh my goodness, what is the, it's an acronym. What is GDPR? General Data Protection stuff. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Um, so it's a, it was a European thing, which, um, uh, which of course got rolled out across the UK. And it's an international thing. We all have um, um, a GDPR compliance protocols. They just differ slightly from country to country, region to region. And um, the, uh, I, so the reason that I was lucky is, is that when I was rebuilding Loop, from scratch for the third time, GDPR compliance was just coming in. So we built everything into the system. We didn't have to retrofit it. So you're supposed to store information for a certain period of time. After that period of time, Loop will tell you it's going to be removed or would you like to remove it? Anyway, boring. But okay. these, are the, the, these, these are the things that, that happen when you develop software. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm listening to this, and we've got we've got an audience in sixty five different countries uh, and growing uh, that listen to each episode of this, there would be a tendency for people to go, "Well, this is an English thing," uh, and I'm American or Canadian or New Zealand or Australian or you know Portuguese or whatever. Um, Talk to me about why that's not the case, because I know it's not the case. I know that you have built this you know, a piece of kit, the software that enables it to be completely uh, adaptable to different laws, different systems, different cultures, um, you know, different currencies, et cetera. So, so answer that, you know, question for us or talk to us about that question, about how it does have sort of, uh, you know, global usage. So fundamentally, it manages people. It manages data and data is generally managed the same from country to country. Um, yes, there are specific laws, but because the, the product is a tool to help facilitate the running of a salon, you employ people. If you employ people and you run a salon, you will need what Loop does. So it doesn't matter where your salon is because the, 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 besides GDPR compliance, um, you can, when you set up your own profile, you, the system asks you a series of questions, you set it up for your location. It's really that simple. Right. So uh, another question I know people will be thinking is, but I don't need this, Ian, because I've got a point of sale system. And it seems to do some of the same things. Now, I know it doesn't do a lot of the same things. Uh, does it replace anything in your existing business? Does it replace your point of sale? Does it, uh, does it replace or does it integrate with things like your accounting package, whether that's something like Xero or QuickBooks or TurboTax? Talk about the relationship that Loop has with both of those things, the point of sale system and uh, an accounting package that you may be using. So in my salon, we use a point of sale system, and uh, that's because it manages front of house, guest experience, stock, marketing. That's what that does. Um, Zero or one of the other accounting packages um, manages the accounting structure. 
So this is an, a completely separate element. Um, you know, looking looking at the the, the four pillars of uh, of uh, business around operations, financial, marketing, and human resource, or the managing of, of people, Loop crosses over on the operation side and on the financial side in some elements, just like it needs information from your point of sale system to help calculate your commissions and your bonuses. But that information that we take from our point of sale system and put into loop is really very basic information. And that's because we don't want to duplicate work. Um, I'm not interested in developing a point of sale system. There are hundreds of them out there. And um, you know what, what we have is something that is uniquely different because of this is task led very much back office. The only thing that I needed it to do was to be able to export data that maybe your bookkeeper would require or the accountant requires or payroll requires or stuff like that. If you, you know, at the end of the day, if you need to know how many hours somebody's worked, um, your point of sale system can tell you that. But the amount of detail that you go to within uh, within Loop goes far beyond um, any point of sale system. So if, I'll give you an example. When, um, when you're processing payroll if, in the UK, if you, or Europe, if you pay somebody a variable salary, when they go on holiday, you need to pay them an average of the last 52 weeks. Now, that is done for you within Loop. It breaks it down. It tells you exactly how much per hour they're going to get whilst for the time that they go on holiday, whether that's a top-up value or whether that's the whole hourly rate for the time that they're on holiday. So again, these are little tasks that save a lot of time. Okay. So it does it replace if you are a salon owner at the moment who outsources payroll to a payroll company, does Loop mean that you can handle all of that internally? So it depends what, what the payroll provider does. So I'm to explain a little bit about me, um, I like to keep my life simple says he, somebody who sits on multiple boards, different charities and owns multiple businesses. But because of all that, I'm, I'm time poor. So I need to keep my life as simple as possible. Payroll within Loop is a step-by-step -step process depending on how you pay people. In my salon, we use the performance pay bonus structure. Some people, many people use commissions. Many people use whichever is higher or whichever is greater. And um, the system will cope with all of those things. When it comes to processing payroll, I expect payroll to be processed in 15 minutes. That is collating all the data, checking the schedule data, checking your commissions, checking absolutely everything. It's a step through process. Now, I know that people spend hours and a lot of stress when it comes to doing payroll for their team, even if they have a small team of five. 
So if you're a larger business and you have many, many team members, because Loop is designed to collate all the relevant information, you can still process payroll in a very short period of time. So I have users that have uh, over 100 employees. I have people who have 50, people who have 20, people who have just a handful. And um, everybody will manage stuff in their own sweet way, and the software needs to be able to cope with that, but it still needs to give you accurate information. So my point mm -hmm. is it needs to be accurate. It needs to be timely. So you don't, have doesn't, to, you don't have to change your current payroll system. The Loop HR system will adapt to whatever you're currently using. Is that what you're absolutely? So, yes. so we, I, I take sorry the the point. I guess that I went slightly off, but the point was, I I export the uh, in that 15 minutes it takes me to do payroll. I end up with an export an Excel export from Loop. And I literally send that to my payroll provider. So now I know that they've got the hours, they've got the commissions, they've got the holiday commissions. I'm not paying them to work anything else out. I'm just paying them to process the payroll. Right. And it is something that I could do through uh, through Zero or one of the other accounting softwares, but um, I'm not interested. Mm. It's something that I can hand on to somebody else. But the, the bit that I'm interested in and getting it right, I can do through Loop. Right. Okay. And again, you can, regardless of what country you're in, you can adjust the settings to reflect your pay structure, your commission levels, your holiday pay, your sick pay, all of that sort of thing is in there and it's flexible enough to you, for you to you know, fine tune it to fit what you're currently doing legally in your country, your culture, your systems. Great. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Um, if we talk about, uh, where do I go with this? There's so many things to talk about. For, from, a, from a salon owner's point of view, I, I suppose you've spoken about this a lot already. Everything we've been really talking about is the benefits for the salon owner. Let, let me ask about it from a team member's perspective. What, what would you say the benefits are from a team member's perspective to have something like this? In fact, the, the first thing I know that someone else was asking me about this and they said, is it an app or is it a website? Now, I know the answer to that, but I'm sure some of our listeners are also thinking the same thing. So uh, talk to us about how it benefits different team members and, and what form it takes. Is it an app or is it a website? And, and how do your team access it, et cetera? Okay. So um, from, a, uh, from a structured point of view, it is um, uh, a mobile-friendly website. So it works perfectly well on uh, a phone or tablet on any browser and what we find is uh, that um, the majority, as in over 90% of um, admins, managers, and such like, would access Loop via either a tablet or a desktop, because that's where they tend to do their work from. Um, and of course, 99% of employees would access Loop via their phone. 
Okay. And um, the the difference between uh, between the two, the employee, it is called an app because it's an application, um, but it isn't an app that you download. Yeah. Um, so it's a mobile website. The team member can log in. And the key thing that they see on their dashboard is their work schedule. And if they're revenue producing, they see their targets for what it is that they, for this work period, whether their work periods a week, bi-weekly, four-weekly, uh, or monthly. And they see what their goals are. They see, depending on your commission structure. So it's really easy for them to access. There's easy for them to navigate. Um, how does it benefit team members? Well, I think I can answer that uh, quite truthfully, even using my own team members as an example. When somebody comes on board, they do not know that I own Loop. That's irrelevant to them. Mm. And um, when I'm onboarding people, part of our onboarding process is to take their personal data. So I hand them a tablet, they fill out the information, um, and you know their emergency contact stuff, their bank details, their um, national insurance number, and all of those things. Everything that you need as an employer is stored digitally. The employee adds the information, and then they hand back the tablet to me. And then they get invited to join my company, uh, HR Software, they then accept that invitation and they log in and they see their schedule, they see their documents, they see their contract, which they can sign. And they are literally blown away at how organized. But then the other side of that is it's a, there's a level of accountability for the team member, because then when they realize what, it, what sort of business it is that they're working for, within, within their profile, they can see who their managers are. So they know who to contact. Um, yes, we have a buddy system and we have all of those things off of loop, but you know, for a connection to the company, people, new team members feel like they're connected and they understand who they're working for. Once you're able to then walk people through, and you can do this visually using loop again, you walk them through their pay structure. You show them what good looks like. You show them what great performance looks like. Um, you know, there's, there's loads of different ways of doing it. Um, but you know, there's more to life than numbers. So what we need to do is, is, in, you know, in my salon at least, um, and for a lot of people that I work with, we want to find ways that, um, that engage the team member with what it is that they do on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm not pretending that people are going to be spending their whole day staring at their phone, or at least at loop. Um, but when they need it, they know it's there. And I think that that gives the employee an awful lot of confidence. Also, they can see what their uh, commissions are, whether it's retail commission, service commission for the month, what they've earned to date. So they, they, it incentivizes them. Um, people do say, you know, well, my point of sale system does that. Well, to be fair, so does my point of sale system. It just doesn't do it anywhere near as well as my software does. Mm -hmm. Because I, I am very pedantic. And if Apple is your benchmark of quality, then you're going to push and you're going to drive. And to me, this isn't about just getting tons and tons and tons of users on loop. This is about making sure that the quality of the product and the, the, uh, the end user, the end user is my, my employees. They're my clients, the user's employees.
you know, I don't want to go around upsetting somebody's team members. So we need to make sure that what we do engages the team. It needs to be easy for managers to use. Managers need to be empowered to make decisions. So within the within the, the loop software, as the administrator, you set access rights for your managers. You allow them to, to work in, within different elements of the, uh, of the software, which is relevant to their role. So, you know, this is, this is why I believe um, as an industry, we are moving forward. We're moving forward in, in the way we're working right now. And this isn't just in the UK. This is in America. This is everywhere. I fully understand that um, more than 50% of the hairdressing industry globally seems to be self-employed. This product is not designed for self-employed. This product is designed for people who want to employ people, who want to have good structure within their business, engage with their team member, communicate clearly their policies, procedures, and ensure that they are compliant from the time that the person joins the company to the moment that they exit the building. There's a termination process to ensure that the employee gets everything that they're supposed to get and your company remains compliant. You know, I've seen you talk uh, through it and the disadvantage that we have for our listeners on this is that they, they can only hear what it's about. Whereas usually when I'm watching you talk through it, uh, I'm looking at the screen of Loop as well. So I can sort of see the things in, in, uh, in real time that you're alluding to. Um, how do you train owners to use it? Because if you've never heard anything about this before, I know that for a lot of hairdressers that, you know, often the first thing out of their mouth is I'm not very tech savvy, um, uh, that they can become a little bit overwhelmed with this sort of thing. So if, if you were using Loop and you wanted to integrate it into your salon systems, what does that process look like? So you'd start by signing up for a free trial, you get 30 days uh, to trial it. My recommendation is always sign up when you're ready. Um, you know, doing it at 11 o'clock at night with a glass of wine in your hand and thinking this looks like a good idea and then not going back to it is not really going to work. It's sort of like, okay, let's, let's work on this. I actually want to try it. So I'm going to allot a certain amount of time now, you know, however long that may be. But once you've set up your, your company profile, um, then, uh, which doesn't take very long to do, essentially all those bits that make it relevant to your location, they're the bits that you need to set up. Um, then from there, you're, you have a dummy employee within the software and you can play around with it. There, there's a help function where there's a knowledge base, typically, including myself, I'm very short <laughs> with these, you know, with new technology. I'm like, oh, geez, do I really have to read all of this? So we do support videos. And, um, but every user, every new user gets the opportunity to get a free onboarding session with me. Right. So me or one of the team. And mm -hmm. uh, but typically it's me because I want to make sure that because I am a salon owner, because I employ hairdressers, beauty therapists, barbers, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Um, uh, I am able to walk people through the process quite efficiently. Um, if you ramp that up a notch and then people say, well, actually, I really want help with my salary structure, then we can do that. 
So there's lots of different ways within which a user can quickly get on board. And then once they're comfortable with it, then you can start introducing it to your team. Right. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I like it. Uh, you know, I've sort of looked at it, I suppose, as a, the, you know, from afar to some degree uh, and seen it evolve. And if I had salons, I would, um, I would definitely think that this was a great time saver because, I mean, I was, you know, one of those salon owners who this area of my business was uh, a little bit chaotic. You know, there wasn't anywhere to put all this stuff. So, you know, you had personnel files and records and bits and pieces that were written down somewhere and, you know, someone else somewhere else was doing payroll, et cetera. And, you know, I, that's what I love about this is that the, the automa- automation, the, the systemization of everything and it, just getting everything organized is, um, you know, it can be a game changer for a lot of salons, especially if you're wanting to grow. Because often that's the challenge that people have is that they become sort of overwhelmed with uh, trying to keep all this stuff going and making themselves look professional and making their business run professionally. Um, so I, I would highly recommend that people check it out. Uh, obviously, they will be wondering, well, how does this work from a financial perspective? Is it a, a subscription-based model? Is it something that you buy and then you own? How does that work? Yeah, it's a, a subscription model, um, which makes it the most affordable way uh, for people to uh, to use the product. And um, essentially, you pay um, by the number of users that you have. If you have more than 50 employees, uh, then uh, we, uh, we have different rates. But up to 50 employees, it would depend. There are three different packages, essentials, is uh, is uh, two pounds per employee, and then we have advantage, which is four pounds per employee, and then there is pro, which is six pounds. There is a distinct difference between the packages and what you get, and most people will be very happy on the middle package, uh, which is uh, four pounds per user. So if you have ten employees and you spend uh, forty pounds a month, the amount of time that it will save you. And the peace of mind that it will give you is well worth £40 a month. And obviously, the more people you have, the more locations you have, the more complex your business is to run, then you do need the pro package. Right. Okay. I was frantically just trying to do uh, an accurate conversion uh, for pounds to uh, US dollars. Um, And it is approximately one great British pound is going to be about $1.30 US um, or about two uh, Australian dollars. Um, so that's very affordable. Um, anything else before we start to wrap up here, Ian? Anything else that you'd like to uh, talk about with Loop and, and how you find it works in your business or some breakthroughs that you've had with it with, or seen some of your clients have with it? I think probably the greatest joy for me is um, is to see the relief on people's face once they've actually started to use the system and uh, and they get the confidence uh, to make some of the decisions that they're making. Um, you know, being able to forecast financial targets with clarity, even if 
even if you want to override the target, which you can do, the system will at least give you a, uh, a figure uh, to start with. And, um, you know, people uh, have many different ways of doing things. And I, again, I go back, Loop is extremely flexible and it is designed purposefully to help, uh, not hinder. So besides a little bit of a learning curve, getting on board, um, once you, once you're up and running, uh, it will save tons of time. It will be, uh, easy to use. We constantly evolve the product. We focus on the end user, which is your team members. So everything we do is going to be designed to make life better. And that's because I want to make my life better. You know, I'm, I don't always live in London. So I'm all over the place. Um, I'm married to uh, somebody whose job takes them all over the place. So um, uh, being a devoted husband, uh, I traipse around different places. You know, I spent many years in America. I've spent, uh, well, uh, Cyprus predominantly because uh, my husband is Cypriot. But, um, you know, we, we have lived in different places and I have seen um, businesses function uh, in many, many different ways. And I think that, you know, if, if I can make my salon work when I don't go in it, maybe, uh, you know, for two months at a time, um, then I think that this product can work for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a line that I use, uh, a lot lately, which is, you know, the more structure, you put into your business, the more freedom you get in your life. And uh, and this definitely goes some way towards doing that. Okay. Well, listen, I will put the uh, links for Loop HR uh, on our website in the show notes. So, this, so that's going to be at Grow My Salon Business in the show notes for today's podcast. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast with Ian Egerton and you've enjoyed it, do me a favor, take a screenshot on your phone, share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. So to wrap up, Ian, thank you so much for being on this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. Thank you, Anthony. It's been great. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.